It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is September 4th, 2018. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Joining me this morning as co-host is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary, and as always, it's great to be with you. Appreciate that, Bill. And Bill, uh, again, has some news for us. It's about Bikes for Vets is actually conducting their first fundraiser this weekend. Why don't you fill our listeners in on some of the weekend details that you have? Well, Gary, uh, Bikes for Vets uh, is a new uh, organization that we found out about, and we're very happy to know that they're doing some great work uh, down in Aiken, South Carolina. This right. past Saturday, they uh, conducted a, uh, a, uh, a fundraiser. The president of this organization is Mike Jones, and he is the proud owner of a shiny red Harley-Davidson Road King motorcycle uh, that is 20 years old, but as he says, it doesn't have a scratch or a spot on it. Now, uh, he conducted this fundraiser, uh, along with a uh, raffle and silent organization uh, auction was held, and food and beverages were available for purchase. Uh, and Gary, in addition to that, uh, Mike says there was a live auction for a bottle of Crown Royal 13-year-old Blender's Mash Whiskey. Somebody wow. had a nice bottle of cheer. Mike says he's very happy that uh, uh, when he was asked to uh, put this uh, event on, uh, he said there were 100 bikes, 200 people were there, and they continued to come in. Uh, Mike uh, started Bikes for Vets because he thinks that there are a lot of organizations that assist military veterans, and they use too much of money that they receive in uh, donations uh, for administrative costs. So uh, he says he wants to continue to give back 100% to veterans because uh, he wants to do this free and not take out any of these kinds of additional uh, administrative costs. Uh, Mike uh, uh, served in the 82nd Airborne Division, uh, he was medically retired after 15 years uh, while jumping out of airplanes, and he got hit by another airplane while he was on a jump, uh, uh, sustained a broken neck and some other injuries. So this is a great effort here, Gary, uh, to conduct these kinds of fundraisers and auctioning off uh, motorcycles for our troops and veterans who have served this great country of ours. Wow. So that, that uh, uh, fundraiser was last weekend, right? This, this past Saturday. Okay. I said it was South this. Carolina. All right. Well, that was my mistake, and I mentioned it was this weekend, but that's great. That's great to know that uh, it already took effect, and I guess that was our first fundraiser, right? So it, it, went, it went good. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Bill, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest? Well, Gary, it is indeed a pleasure to introduce to our listening audience Joe Parker. Joe is the national president of the Blinded Veterans Association. Now, at the most recent national convention in Reno, Nevada, Joe was elected to a second term as the president of the Blinded Veterans Association. Joe stated that he was humbled and honored to yet again be chosen as president 
of the Blinded Veterans Association. He believes that there are lots of challenges ahead on behalf of all blinded veterans, and he's confident that he will meet them all head on, these challenges. Now, Joe has dedicated himself to other veterans and to blinded veterans in particular in the hope that uh, his blindness will not be in vain, that he can prevent others from suffering the pitfalls that he has suffered and help them retain or regain their independence. Joe is a native of Transylvania County, that's in North Carolina, and a current resident of the city of Pisgah Forest. Uh, Joe was first elected in 2017 as national president of the Blinded Veterans Association. In 2010, Joe was elected as the director of District 3, and three years later was elected as the association's national secretary in 2013. Joe became legally blind in 1998 as a result of an acute exposure to Agent Orange as a U.S. Navy construction electrician in the northern regions of South Vietnam uh, decades earlier. The exposure affected his pancreas and developed into diabetes and diabetic retinopathy. Joe served two combat tours in Vietnam during the 1960s. Joe retired from the Navy in 1989 as a chief petty officer after 30 years of service. Joe also worked as a civil servant for 12 years for the U.S. Department of Labor. He retired from the Department of Labor as a GS-12. Joe Parker, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, Joe. Thank you. It's, it's nice to be with you, and I uh, look forward to uh, telling our story and, and letting people know about the Blinded Veterans Association. All right. Now, Joe, why don't you start off with tell us more about the, the Blinded Veterans Association, when it was <clears throat> formed, and, and what type of services you offer. Yes, BVA was formed uh, in, in 1945 after at the end of World War II. Uh, approximately 100 uh War veterans uh, gathered at the Avon Farms in Avon, Connecticut, and um, that was a convalescent hospital at that time uh, for the blinded veterans, and uh, they formed an association that uh, they believed would would get more attention and and more aid to the many people that were being blinded from uh, from war injuries, uh, they uh, they gathered at, at Avon Farms and, and formed the association and, and finally got a uh, congressional charter in 1958 and uh, became uh, incorporated in, in the state of New York and, and later moved that to Washington, D.C. But... Um, the Blinded Veterans Association, uh, when chartered by Congress, is is the only um, chartered organization that speaks exclusively for the blinded veterans. Uh, blindness uh, is has been declared a catastrophic injury, and and the bad part about one of the bad parts about blindness is most people don't recognize it as being a disability. Because there's nothing physically most of the time that's wrong with a person. You look at him and he looks normal. It's just that he can't look back. And uh, that world of darkness can be very depressing, and and uh, and it's it's very difficult for a person to transition suddenly from light to dark. And uh, and it requires a lot of. Uh, care and, and training in order to uh, take your, your obvious place in society and, and continue with any kind of independence at all. I know my first uh, trip through blind rehabilitation was uh, 
something like three months that it took me to just get used to working without my eyes. And uh, the, the marvelous training and, and uh, uh, prosthetic help and, and assistance that's given to us by the VA is, is uh, oh, it, it's indescribable. Most of this has all come about due to the, the uh, insistence and the lobbying and the pressure of the Blinded Veterans Association, which uh, has grown at one time to uh, well over 15,000 people. Uh, we, we have an enrollment now of somewhere uh, just under 8,000 uh, Blinded Veterans that uh, are members of the Blinded Veterans Association. Of course... There are a lot more people that are blind that, that don't belong to it, but they receive the same benefits as, as the members. So there's no requirement to be a member of the Blinded Veterans Association in order to get your benefits, but uh, it certainly helps. And, and uh, the, the uh, association just passed a, uh, a new resolution uh, lowering our uh, annual fees. Uh, in fact, we've done away with the annual fees and gone to a lifetime membership fee of $25 now is all it takes to, to become a life member of the Blinded Veterans Association. Uh, we do have categories of, of membership, uh, but that only has to do with the... Uh, the monetary benefits that the VA provides, it has nothing to do with the membership entitlements. Uh, for example, an associate member or a person who is blinded from um, macular degeneration, age-related macular degeneration, or any other uh, age-related disease uh, can still be a member and hold office and, and get all the same membership of benefits from the BVA that that uh, a wartime injured veteran would get. Uh, the only difference in uh, the two is, is what the VA considers uh, compensable. And, uh, and, of course, that has to do with your, your war injuries. And even the, um, the veteran that uh, is not uh, service-connected to his, his disability can still get uh, what we call aid in attendance. The, uh, the BVA uh, has several initiatives that, uh, that we promote, and uh, we have, for example, uh, women's veterans groups. We have uh, guide dog users groups. We have uh, uh, scholarship programs, and, and one of our biggest programs is our field uh, service program. Uh, we probably get more compensation for blinded veterans than any other service organization that uh, that processes claims uh, for blindness, and uh, and it's quite um, quite extensive and makes a big difference in the livelihood of uh, our veterans. And that compensation takes the pressure off of. Uh, the family in order to give them a, a way of supporting themselves and, and uh, with some dignity living in the community and becoming a part of the, the community again. Uh, right. and it's, it's very necessary that, that we keep that up. Our, our field service uh, staff at one time was located throughout the United States at our different uh, blind rehabilitation centers. And... Um, now we have, have uh, moved them all into the Alexandria, Virginia headquarters and uh, have a resource center there that's got 800 numbers that you can call into and, and get assistance, get advice, and, uh, and they can process your claims and uh, help you get the, the aid in attendance or the the VA compensation that uh, that you've earned so uh, diligently and and uh, sacrificed your your health for, and uh, we we love to hear from people and and love to get them involved with the BVA. 
All right. Sounds like a great organization. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back to tell you more. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Joe Parker, president of the Blinded Veterans Association. And Bill, I know you had some questions. Well, yes, Gary, and I'd just like to start off with a comment to say that uh, uh, it's been my pleasure in my work in the uh, uh, Disabled American Veterans to uh, interact with the Blind Veterans Chapter uh, that's uh, with the uh, national organization. And, Joe, each year that uh, at our national convention, the blind chapter is always recognized at the uh, national convention. Uh, I'm also aware of the uh, great work that, uh, in connection with the uh, Lighthouse for the Blind here in the Washington, D.C. area, and Tony Cancelosi, we have uh, uh, members from the Blinded uh, Veterans uh, Association to participate and uh, a lot of the uh, local advocacy uh, uh, activities that take place. So uh, uh, your organization does uh, great work. Now, you know, the, uh, the Blinded Veterans, Joe, has been around for a long time, World War II up until now. So you, you've had the opportunity and pleasure to, to, to deal with World War II veterans, uh, Korean War veterans, uh, Vietnam, and right up to the con- uh, current conflicts that our, our folks have been involved in. Now, and and and, and, and am I correct? As uh, as you mentioned, there's about eight thousand plus members uh, in the organization. That's correct. Our membership now is is uh, pushing eight thousand, um, and this is only uh, a very small portion of the total blinded veterans that are out there. Uh, our VA uh, VIST coordinators, the Visual Impairment Services Team coordinators that are assigned to each uh, of the VA hospitals, uh, have many, many more people that are on the VIST roles or VIST rosters that don't belong to the BVA. And and it's for any number of reasons. Uh, transportation is one. Uh, availability is, is another. We do have a regional group in, in every state uh, that, that can cover every state in the Union. And uh, I think right now we have 48, I think it's 48 active regional groups. Um, 
But uh, distance travel, for example, uh, take North Carolina where I live. Uh, we've got one major regional group that lives uh, in the Raleigh-Durham area, and uh, and then we've got 250 miles from there to the coast and 250 miles from there to Murphy in East Tennessee. Uh, it's it's uh, quite a distance to ask someone to go for a meeting. Uh, so we're working with uh, electronic media now and, and other ways to communicate with these blinded veterans. Uh, and, and we're also uh, we're organized in such a way that we have uh, district directors in, in, uh, that cover numerous states, five to seven states, and uh, they can go out and travel to each of the uh, state regional group uh, meetings and, and uh, promote the BVA and, and uh, get the word out to what the benefits are of becoming a member. Uh, we have support groups that, uh, that meet on a regular basis in each of the VA hospitals with the VIS coordinator, and our BVA uh, uh, team is, is working with those regional groups to uh, ensure that people understand that uh, the there's people out there that are burning the walls of uh, the halls of Congress, pounding the pavement, and, and trying to uh, keep their benefits and, and get better benefits and, and more recognition for BPA members. And uh, we can use all the help we can get. And even if if you uh, just get together on a, on a regular basis and, and share the information, you're doing a lot just to, to help BVA. Uh, we do, like you said. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead and finish your point. I was going to say we, we also have a convention once a year uh, somewhere in the United States that uh, brings all of these uh, regional groups together, uh, delegates from the, from the uh, regional groups, and uh, it's, uh, it's where we conduct our, our main business uh, bylaw amendments, uh, resolutions. It's, it's also where we listen to uh, speakers uh, such as the Secretary of the VA and, and his team. Uh, also, the, the heads of uh, the, the hospital uh, blind rehabilitation centers all meet with us uh, once a year, and, and uh, we exchange ideas and and. We actually pressure each other to do more and do better, and and uh, and then a lot of conference calls that we we work uh, on a regular basis uh, with all of our groups and with the VA and and other entities to uh, to make sure that nobody uh, leaves the, the blinded veteran out of anything that uh, that we're campaigning for. For example, uh, caregiver status is one of the latest ones that, that we're pushing for and, and uh, have just gotten legislation this year on, on that uh, that was approved for the uh, uh, pre-9-11 uh, pre, uh, uh, soldiers that are coming back with, uh, with blindness and, and they write a caregiver that uh, can be compensated by the VA now. So go ahead. So I'm Joe, sorry. I didn't mean to step over you. Uh, uh, the uh, Blinded Veterans uh, Association being a uh, congressionally chartered organization, explain to our listening audience, in the, in the, you know, from your experience, how the assistance of Blinded Veterans uh, Association has improved the quality of life for blind veterans over the years of service since it started out. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to relate to you a, a short story. I'm going to try to keep it as short as I can of uh, a person who was uh, uh, blinded by uh, age-related uh, macular degeneration and uh, diabetic retinopathy. Uh, he was married, uh, his wife and his uh, daughter, lived with them in, in a little town in western North Carolina. And uh, 
we were trying to start a chapter in the in the Asheville uh, area in the western part of the state, and and they came to us, and and his wife was very defensive. She did not want anyone to interfere with how she was taking care of her husband. She had she took that responsibility very seriously and and wholly, and uh, to the point that uh, we'll call him Jim couldn't uh, couldn't do anything for himself. She had him in a wheelchair, and when I asked about what happened to his legs, she popped up and says, "Oh no, he can't walk." I said, "Well, what happened?" And she says, "Well." He's blind, you know. He walks into things. And her way of taking care of him was to wheel him around in a wheelchair so he didn't have to do that. And and she fed him, she washed him, she shaved him. She did everything for him, and he sat there and just kind of grinned and took life easy and, and thought he had no worries until his wife's health started falling, too, because she was worrying so much about her husband that... Uh, the daughter got real concerned about whether his, her mother was going to last very long or not. But when they when they came to me, I told them about BVA and and how they could get involved and and become a member of the, the local chapter. And uh, and she says, "Oh no, he can't do that." And I said, "Well, why is that?" And, well, he's blind; he can't do that. I said, well, "Yes, ma'am, but we can." We can get him into the VA hospital system and, and get some training for him so that he can regain some of his independence and, and uh, learn to be a part of the community again. He said, oh, no, she, he would never be able to handle that. We'd have to go with him. And uh, as, as it went on, uh, it took some real convincing before we finally convinced him to let Jim try to go to blind rehabilitation. But once we got him in, uh, and, and his, his daughter was the one that made the decision, she came to me and says, I think Dad is ready to go to that, that retraining system. says, my mother just can't stand much more of this. And, uh, and so we, we got him in, and... Uh, I never saw Jim again for about, uh, oh, about 10 or 12 weeks. Uh, we were meeting at, uh, at a restaurant for lunch one day for our, our blind uh, uh, BVA chapter meeting. And uh, just as I was getting ready to gavel the, the meeting to order, somebody said, wait a minute, there's someone else coming. And you could hear the click, 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 click click of a cane coming down the hallway and in walks Jim and he's by himself and nobody thought that Jim would ever have done it but he had a friend of his in an old pickup truck give him a ride to from Burnsville, North Carolina all the way to Asheville to Hendersonville wow. to the meeting and he came in, and, and everybody, of course, had a hug for him and, and wished him well and welcomed him into the group. And it, it took the burden off of his family that they had to do everything for him. Jim wanted to get out and, and go with his friends then, and, and they, they became a part of his life again. He became part of the community again. And... It's, it's amazing how much money the government saves by putting it into this, this training program that can teach people to be a part of society and not be a burden to society. And the same thing with his family. They then were free to, to continue with their work, their associations, their friends, and, and they, they became a... a more vibrant family unit again. Wow. And isn't well, that what this country is all about? That's true. That's true. Well, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Music. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Joe Parker, president of the Blinded Veterans Association. And, and Bill? Joe, just as a follow-up to uh, the information that you gave uh, our listening audience in the last segment, uh, you know, uh, many of our more recent-serving veterans from active duty, uh, when they return home and community, they're living in uh, uh, rural and remote areas. And I would imagine, especially for our blinded veterans, that there has to be a lot of challenges uh, for those individuals in trying to get uh, help and assistance in uh, uh, improving their, their lives as a result of uh, their service to the country. Tell us uh, uh, what you know about that uh, and that, that so we can pass it on to our listening audience. Yeah, accessibility is is a problem. Uh, it remains to be a problem, and and I, I don't see a, a big change in that anytime soon. But it's something we work diligently at. Uh, travel is is a big part of it. Uh, if if you can imagine taking the man out of the workplace or the the main breadwinner out of the workplace. And, and sitting him in a chair and saying, you can't do it, somebody else has got to do it for you. So that puts the pressure on the spouse or other siblings, and, uh, and they have to work. Well, they have to continue working if, if he's not getting any VA compensation. And, uh, and that prohibits them from taking time off and, and going to... Uh, 200 miles to a meeting or, or to a dinner gathering or whatever and, and getting more information. Uh, we've, we solved some of this through the VA system by uh, having a VIST coordinator. Of, of, it's the Visual Impairment Services Team Coordinator as a uh, permanent assignment in uh, most VA hospitals. Uh, the VIST coordinator then is responsible for the people who have that, that coded problem of, of blindness, uh, legal blindness, and, and they then take over um, the responsibility of getting prosthetic devices, information, uh, all of the, the information that we get, we channel through them to go out to the support group that meet on a regular basis. Some of them meet uh, on a monthly basis, some of them bi-monthly, and some meet, you know, less less frequently, depending on 
the distance traveled, the number in the group, and so forth, and how many they can handle. Uh, we also have um, a, a person that's uh, being hired in, in most of the VA hospitals now called the BROS, uh, the Blind Rehabilitation uh, Specialist that goes out and, and assists in-home training to uh, the blinded veterans to, to make sure that they can function in and around the home or the community and, and places that they need to go. Uh, and, and teaches them how to get things done on their own without the dependence of a spouse or a caregiver being with them 100% of the time. Uh, also, the, the, um, the law is, is helping us out with accessibility uh, to electronic devices, such as uh, we call it 508, 504, section of the Rehabilitation Act uh, requires that, that digital formats be in a, a format that is accessible to the blind. And I know the old joke about, well, why do they put Braille on the keyboard on an ATM machine that you drive up to? Doesn't make a lot of sense for, for a lot of people, but remember there's people that can walk up to those ATM machines also. And also, those same ATM machines can be used in a hotel or, or other other areas besides a drive-through. But uh, these kind of things are are getting a lot of attention lately, and 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 we're making strides of improvement in in making the uh, the programs accessible to our our blinded veterans. Uh, transportation is is evolving. Uh, DAV, your organization, is is doing wonders in, in trying to get blind people into the uh, the transportation system for the VA so that they can get to and from the hospitals for appointments and so forth. And and these are are real problems because, like I said, the spouse is having to work in order to maintain a living. A living wage, and and they can't just take off because somebody wants to go to the doctor, and and the doctors never seem to want to schedule the appointments at a time when when the spouse is off. Uh, so it's uh, it's getting better. It needs to get still better than what it is, uh, but we need our veterans to stand up and be counted. And uh, with with numbers comes power, and, and with that power, we can push the the Congress, the VA, uh, the system to uh, to put more into maintaining these people in in the home, and and it just think what it would cost if you had to put each blinded person in a, in a nursing home or something, so they could have continual care. You just can't do it. It's it's so expensive. But by uh, providing some of these accessibility problems, uh, uh, answers to these problems, then we can save a lot of money and return a lot of people back to the community and, and uh, increase the, the, the livelihood of, of uh, a lot of families. Gary? Yes, definitely. Now, regional uh, groups host many of your events, uh, such as uh, the women veterans groups, the guide dog user group, the field service uh, programs, and your scholarship programs. Can you just give us a brief outline on each one of those, how, how uh, you get involved with those? Well, um, basically what, what we're looking at here is our committees that, uh, that meet on a regular basis, uh, sometimes by um, by teleconference, uh, it's where we uh, we it's kind of a sounding board that that people can call in and say, "Gee, I'm I'm being discriminated against at hotels, or I uh, I can't get my dog into the to a restaurant. Uh, they won't, you know, they they." Got me into a restaurant, a restaurant, but they put me in a little back room by myself where nobody would see the dog, and uh, and this kind of thing, and and it still happens. It's happened to me. Um, it's it's where 
they they shine the light on on people who are doing things like this, and and then we can step in with uh, advice on ADA, or if we have to, or or other means of of letting people know that a this is a, a human being. He needs to be treated as well as any other human being. And just because he has a disability, you can't discriminate against him. It's illegal, and, and we're not going to put up with it. Uh, there are also initiatives such as uh, the women's group. They have, have particular needs. Those needs need to be addressed. Uh, and, and just as and I'll say all, most genders, all genders, men and women, uh, have have their own particular needs, and, and we need to address all of those individually, not collectively, and and uh, without embarrassment to anyone. Um, but these these user groups are 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 useful in in that they um, uh, allow us to. In fact, go back and ask for for additional legislation or additional funding or additional uh, advice from the VA. Uh, A good example would be uh, the uh, uh, script talk that uh, we get with our prescriptions from from the VA. Now has a a reader that you can put your medicine container onto the, uh, the device, and it tells you all about the, the problems with taking that medicine, the side effects, and so forth that, you know, a, a blind person wouldn't normally get. Uh, they'd get a piece of paper, but they, you know, that generally winds up going in the trash can because they can't do anything with it. Uh, there's also a, a, a law now that says if, if you give us... Uh, Legal documents, it has to be in a format that we can understand. Uh, these kind of programs are, are necessary uh, in order for the blind person to absorb whatever information is that, that uh, you're trying to tell us. We can't, they, they can't just send it to you in, in an eight-point type on a letter that even a magnifier can't read. Um, and, and there's also... Uh, uh, scholarship programs, and, and there's also programs that our field service people can get through the VA for adaptive housing. Uh, these things that uh, the, the regular uh, 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 field service people that, that don't deal with catastrophic injuries sometimes miss or, or don't always catch the, the full extent of. And, and this is the reason we, we have specialized people that work just for this, this group, and it makes a big difference in their lives. I bet. I bet that does. Now, you also offer the BVA uh, outreach programs uh, are available to improve independence. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Uh, when, when we look at uh, outreach we're, we're talking about things like the uh, the magazine that we put out, which is the bulletin, comes out uh-huh. uh, uh, every other month. Uh, it goes out to all blinded veterans uh, beyond our membership. Uh, you don't have to be a member of the BVA to get the bulletin. Uh, and and uh, we... We don't have any advertising, any advertising in that uh, bulletin simply because uh, we can send it out free matter for the blind, uh, which is a, a legal term that means we don't have to pay postage on it. We uh, get to send it out free of charge. Of course, it costs us to publish it, uh, but, but uh, we depend a lot on, on uh, donations and, and bequeaths and, and so forth. Uh, to the BVA to help fund a lot of these programs, especially in the outreach area. Um, our outreach reaches out to, uh, to organizations uh, such as uh, the eye care industry itself. Uh, I know 
my executive director and myself went to Ohio just recently and uh, attended a uh, golf tournament up there that was put on for a uh, one of their associates that passed away and and uh, he wanted to leave something for the Blinded Veterans Association and and uh, they they held a golf tournament and and drew in quite a, several thousand dollars and and uh, for the BVA as as, as a donation. Uh, this this kind of outreach uh, is, is invaluable to us, and, and we we live on it. Uh, but believe me, every dime of it goes to assisting our our, our veterans. Our overhead is is quite low compared to a lot of other organizations, and uh, and and we have a lot of people who give a lot of uh, of themselves and uh, their resources in order to, to support us. Um, also, the, uh, the uh, uh, industry itself, uh, uh, the, the visor centers, uh, our visual excellence centers, and, and uh, uh, the, the treatment that, uh, that our, our veterans are getting is and prosthetic devices and so forth. Prosthetics is, is a big thing with, with the uh, VA right now and with uh, the blinded veterans. Uh, there's absolute strides being in, produced uh, today in, in artificial intelligence. Uh, you can you can walk up and, and with a, a little camera that's mounted on your glasses that. Uh, announces to you who you're you're looking at. They memorize faces and, and can read signs and tell you what's in front of you and and so forth. This this is stuff that's coming about today that uh, we just didn't have in the past. And and somebody just mentioned the other day Braille. Now is is it may seem like an old-fashioned idea, but it's it's resurfacing and it's coming back again too. Because we're finding out that there is still a good good need for Braille out there and, and Braille training. And and I know I've, I went back and, and learned Braille several years ago, and, and boy, it made a big difference. And to me, it kept me going with uh, public speaking for a while until I, I got into the, to the uh, iPhone devices and so forth. Uh, so it, it's... Outreach is, is something that it's a way of waving the flag and, and saying, here we are, folks. See us, too. We, we're not the ones on the, you know, with, uh, necessarily with the crutches or the wheelchairs, but we have our needs, too, and, and uh, don't forget us. Uh, so that's, that's mainly where our outreach is going. All right. All right. Well, we only have a couple minutes left, Joe, and it was a pleasure having you on our show today. Um, what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Hug a veteran. <laughs> <laughs> they are paying a price today. You know, I, I spent a couple of tours in, in Vietnam and, and uh, combat tours, and uh, I... Uh, I was stressed, and, and, and the PTSD and all the other things that go along with all of that, uh, that we all suffered a certain amount of. Uh, our veterans today that, uh, that have been fighting these wars for the last 10, 15 years uh, are, are being taxed to the hilt, and, and my goodness, uh, these people are coming back in, in pieces sometimes and have a heart. These guys are, are giving their, their lives and their bodies for us, and, and it's time that we can turn around and, and give something back to them. If you see a veteran, tell him thank you. We love you. All right. And what's your website address? BVA.org. All right, all right. 
And, and, Bill? and if you want to make uh, a donation, you can do that through the through the website also. All right, fantastic. And Bill? Well, Joe, thank you for your service to our great country and the and most of all the continued service that you're providing and helping our nation's blinded veterans. Uh, I just want to commend you on the outstanding uh, website that you have. Uh, I've been uh, on the website for the entire uh, part of the program. And, and look, Joe, there's so many things that you've got on here that we could have talked about today that we didn't. So I'm sure we'd like to extend an additional invitation for you to come back and uh, provide our listening audience with more information. I'd love to do it, and I love to that's talk. <laughs> and that's that's what it's all about. And again, Pete, uh, Brother Joe, just remember, you know, we're always there for you. You do have an event coming on, just like uh, Bill said. That we'll, you go ahead and share that with us. We'll make sure it gets out there, okay? Certainly appreciate that. Thank you very all much. Right. All right. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on our website. And you can also hear all our archived shows right from your phone. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. I'm Gary Ray, and thanks for joining us today. And we'll see you next week. Be safe out there. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thank you.